day today. Going to talk a lot about, about, about sharing a love today. I know it just sounds a little weird, but we are. We are. The, uh, the program, by the way, you can always get a hold of us, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us uh, over on uh, the Facebook fan page, Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube under Simply Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. And find the website, which is thebillmichaels.com. has everything, the podcast, all that kind of stuff. You can find us there. Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. Ben Z. Kenny uh, over on tw- Twitter, at Ben Z. Kenny, who is back. Ben, have, uh, has the hungover, has the hangover subsided? Hi, Bill. Uh <laughs> I'm, That's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm not hungover. You sound like Eeyore. It's it's. There's no hangover. I'm just. I, I'm crushed. To be honest, yeah. I haven't gotten over it at all. It That's, it was two mistakes. That was the was worst it. loss of my life. It was two mistakes. That was it. It was the fumble, and the big kickoff or the uh, big punt return. That was it. Those are the two things that ultimately did in the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. It wasn't the call. It was. Uh, well, it was the uh, well, I mean, the call obviously kind of changed the end of the game. I will say, I think it it somewhat robbed America of one of the greatest Super Bowl endings ever. Uh, that I'll agree with. Or the potential. 100 percent. It seemed almost un-American to watch a team that had the capability to score, not score. And then it seemed almost un-American to see a team that wanted to allow that team to score, stand there, and instead they didn't score. It's like watching, and I said it yesterday, it's like watching two heavyweight boxers. Bam, 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 bam. And then at the very end, they're tied. So just before the bell rings, one boxer goes, bloop, puts his fist out, and like hits a guy like, you know, right in the chest. He gets one more point and walks away with a win. You know, it's a great boxing match until the end, and the bell rings, and it's one little more, bloop, little jab. And that's ultimately what uh, makes, makes the difference is because one more jab landed. That was it, and that was. Uh, I agree with you. I was that was disappointing. It was uh, it was a disappointing ending to an otherwise incredible game. So, yep. Uh, now you, I was texting you, and uh, and I, I once things started going south, I thought, you know what, I I, I don't want to I, I don't want to text at this point. But uh, I loved your response to me that said the entire city is intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was at, the best. that was at three o'clock. So okay. Yeah, it was a it was a whole day event. Uh, spirits were high. Honestly, what really concerned me is everybody was so confident, just mm-hmm. overly confident that the Eagles were going to win. I thought it was a coin flip. I thought it would come down to what it came down to, just the last couple minutes, whoever made a play at the end. And, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. There aren't many words to describe it. It just sucks. Okay. It's crushing. Well, I know that uh, it sucked. Uh, we were kind of rooting for you. I know Kristen had wore, uh, now she didn't realize it. So we were going to go watch the game, and she wore Kansas City Chiefs colors. She had red jeans on with red heels and like uh, an orange and black type of, type of top. And she was all Chiefs out. She was all Patrick Mahomes all the time. And then I said, oh, poor Ben. And she went, oh, that's right. And then she felt bad. So she, because she didn't really have a real rooting interest. She just didn't want an NFC team to win because, you know, Tom Brady wasn't there, of course, being her guy. So, but we did end up correcting that by the end of the evening. But yeah, it was a, it was, it was a tough one. 
It was. I was thinking about you, man. Put it that way. I appreciate it. As um, were, I mean, many of the morning show callers were thinking about me as well, but probably in the opposite <laughs> in the opposite light. They were taking a lot of joy in the heartache today. Well, today is the day of love, and not Jordan love, which it could be. It could be. But today is the day of love. Do you know why? Because it is Valentine's Day? Kind of. But if there is a team out there that shows a particular player the love, then it will tell us a lot. Do you know what I'm talking about? You were talking about one Derek Carr. You are correct. You are 100% correct. If Derek Carr, who is going to hit the free agent market at any moment, if Derek Carr... If Derek Carr is immediately gobbled up, if the if, if say the Jets and now the Viking or the uh, the Raiders aren't even going to be a part of this, but if Derek Carr is immediately gobbled up by the New York Jets, then all indications are that the Green Bay Packers really, yeah, they they may consider it, but they really don't think they're going to be trading Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, in essence. After going, he's going into the, uh, the, you know, the, the chamber, if you will, after today's McAfee show. After today, he's going into the chamber. So until he emerges, you might not see Derek Carr gobbled up. You know what I mean? So Derek Carr could sit out there a little while and, you know, unless teams react and say, hey, we got to go right now. We got to do this. You may see Derek Carr just sit until some teams figure out if, indeed, Aaron Rodgers is going to be available. Now, that would not exclude an NFC team, because if an NFC NFC team gets him, that's very indicative. If if an NFC team gets him, then you're thinking, okay, the AFC team's held off because they don't don't believe Rodgers is going to be the man, and uh, that, you know, or excuse me, uh, if the AFC teams hold off, they believe that Rodgers is in play. If they jump in on the Derek Carr, uh, you know, thought here, then they're like, no, you know, Rodgers is most likely not in play. So today is a day that if they, if somebody shows Derek Carr the love, it depends on who we kind of go from there. That's what we're watching for today. What else are we looking at today, Ben? Because there's a lot, there's a lot of little crap going on in the world, you know? Yeah. The Jawan Howard revenge game is tonight here in Madison. Right which I I wish both teams were better for it to mean more for the standings, but I think it Mm -hmm. still does mean a lot for us here, uh, hopefully for the Badgers to win and then maybe to rub it in at the end to Mr. Howard. Um, A a couple of things. Uh, First of all, boy, uh, we didn't even talk about it yesterday, but boy, a tough, tough break over the weekend. I mean, tough loss over the weekend for the Badgers. Oh, that was, that was terrible. That's, that's, I mean, what do you say? That's just, that's rough. Um, they are, they they need this one tonight in so many different ways. They need this one tonight in so many different ways. Um, uh, they just, <laughs> man, oh man, they, they, they need it for confidence. They need it for, you know, to be able to start, hopefully in some way, shape or form, be able to, you know, kind of put a few wins together before we get to, to the conference tournament. Uh, you know, obviously the revenge game coming back to the Cole Center after what happened last year and the the weak ass slap 
by Juwan Howard, uh, all of that. They just need this one tonight, big time. I am, uh, I am. My plan tonight on a Valentine's Day. Kristen's got the kids and she's doing a lot of different stuff, so we're not going to be together on Valentine's Day. So my my goal tonight is because uh, I really kind of let that. Everyone, anybody that knows me knows I'm kind of like really anal about my house, about keeping it clean. And I kind of let it go. I mean, between packing, unpacking, throwing stuff around, unpackaging stuff, throwing wrappers, you know, just there's crap everywhere. So today and tonight is all about getting some work done, working around the house, cleaning things up. Uh, I got word that I am about uh, 10 days away from getting the new stair or the uh, new uh, board and stuff in here uh, for the studio. All the studio stuff is about ready to arrive. So I got to start cleaning the office out and getting it done as uh, we're going to start doing some things differently in here. So all of that, and then I'm going to sit downstairs. I think I got uh, a couple of beers that are going to be sitting there for me. Maybe a taste of a bourbon of some type, uh, a good cigar, and I'm going to watch the game. And I'm going to sit down and do work. That's my goal tonight. That's exactly what I'm doing. So I am looking forward to tonight and just kind of relaxing and doing absolutely nothing. But that's it. And we do, like you had mentioned, we do have uh, McAfee uh, and Rogers later today. So we're going to listen to that a little bit. But uh, So so the darkness has not began. I no, guess. no. We thought it was going to last week. Now, Mike said, you know, Clemens was on yesterday, and Clemens said, I thought he was going to do it more towards the end of the month, you know, whatever. And I got the exact opposite sense. I, it sounded to me like he was going into I thought he was already in it. I thought he already went in it. I thought that, you know, like when he got off the show, like the next day, he was going into the into the darkness, and he was going to be, you know, coming out of that thing by Super Bowl Sunday. And then today we would have a decision. And then he would be, t- or yesterday we would have had a decision and today. But I did say, and I will hold, I will say this. I got a little anxious because I'm, ex- I'm anticipating the decision. But I've said all along, I don't think it's going to happen until next week. I don't think it goes into March. I think he, he goes into the emergence on, on, on Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday he comes out. Sunday he, he kind of lets you know the Packers know, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I like to do. And then Monday, the world starts to react, and Tuesday, he's on McAfee to talk about it. That would be the 28th, which is what I said all along. The 28th, circle the 28th, because that'll be the day that he comes out and starts talking about it on McAfee. That's just my thought. Yeah, that's what you told me to write down a couple weeks ago. Guys like Peter King came out and assumed that he was in it as the Super Bowl ended. So they were surprised. They had actually written that he was doing it this week. I think that's where that sense came from. Yeah, I got, Rogers, I got that sense too. When he was on during Super Bowl week on Radio Row, he said, oh, yeah, it's been on the schedule for a while. It's in a couple weeks. So Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the emergence. I can't wait I to hear what all. he has to say about the Super Bowl. That's, that's really what I woke up today to look forward to. What do you think he's going to say? If you had to get, for all that we know about Aaron Rodgers, what do you think he's going to say? He'll compliment Mahomes and compliment Hurts and talk about the refs. He's in a, by the way, the field, probably the yes. most disgraceful thing I've ever seen. I, it, worse than the lights going out in 2012 was the Former condition. players say it's no big deal that it's always been like that in Arizona. It's just a matter of putting the right cleats on. Yeah. But they know. said that the problem is, is that the NFL... Because that turf has always been that way. It's a very tight woven. It's almost like um, uh, fairway grass. It's a very tight weave. It's uh, it, it's it's watered a lot. It 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 does kind of move. It does chunk a little. But they said part of the problem is is that the NFL paints the field, 
So it became a little more slick. And it's always been like that. Go back to even like when in uh, Nashville, go years and years and years ago when they played in Nashville. Nashville, it was chunking up. Uh, you go down to uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville was chunking up. They, when they redo these fields and then paint them, for whatever reason, it just it, that's what it does. It chunks. They want everything pristine and perfect and uniform. So they paint the areas that aren't as green as they should be. And they blend it in, and that's what happens. Um, but because uh, Kansas City didn't have a ton of problems, if you noticed, correct? It was yeah. it was the Eagles that went out there with, with the shorter cleats, and they didn't want to go with the longer cleats, and it, it cost them, you know. But I mean, you even saw the kicker slide. But uh, the the uh, the but you know, some guys said, well, you know, they should always do it in a place with turf. Well, you know, okay, AT and T Stadium, you could do you're not going to ch- Miami doesn't chunk Miami's got a beautiful field and they that's fantastic but like the turf last year was fine although OBJ ended up planting and tearing an ACL out in uh, SoFi the same by the way the same turf is in uh, the same field the same guy that you know put it together when they put that field together is next year as well in Vegas oh no I thought because- he retired this was his swan song no, no, no. The guy, the, the people that built the stadium out in Arizona. Oh, gotcha. Are they? They have a similar design, and the guy that put the ori- initial field in in Arizona was the consultant and the architect for the field, just the field in Vegas, because they're 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 similar because both of them slide out from underneath the stadium. They're both grass fields. So anyway, people have hey. brought to my attention that the guy who oversaw the turf is a lifelong chiefs fan so <laughs> whatever oh goodness so there you go uh we, we got all that we, we got all kinds of conspiracy theories and it's all floating around and i love it absolutely love it uh let's do this we got a lot to get to today uh we got a lot to run through badgers like we talked about coming up tonight uh pitchers and catchers getting ready to report it's valentine's day which team shows Derek carr the love and if they do what does that mean for aaron Rodgers? and we've got the report that's going crazy and they're putting it out on every station on espn and it's like just stop because it's nothing's changed just the headline and that's it uh so we want to talk a little bit about that uh we, we got all kinds of crap today today is just like a potpourri of crap that's what it is stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And uh, look for us. I don't know specifically. We're going to be in the Milwaukee area, but St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Ben, I've been told to extend you the invitation. So St. Patrick's Day, uh, they, we did this years ago, and we haven't done it the last couple of years because of COVID. But it's back. So they wanted to know. Now, you and I would have to take the day off of work on a Friday, St. Patrick's Day. But they want to know if you and I want to join them and the bagpipers and the Guinness girls on the bus as we travel around to 20 bars in 16 hours and deliver beers to uh, St. Patrick's Day Fun and Frivolity goers. When is that? St. Patrick's Day. It's coming up March 17th. It's a Friday. I could. uh... They, they They have this big limo bus, and it's got like 15 people on it. There's bagpipers. The Guinness Girls, us, uh, the people from uh, Beachwood Distributing, and Bud Light, and Guinness. And we're going to go out, and we're going to hand out beers. We hand out beads. We hand out shirts. We hand out hats. We, we walk into every bar with bagpipers. We go to all Irish bars in the Milwaukee area. 
I don't know specifically where because there's like four different quadrants. There's Racine, there's downtown Milwaukee, there's North, there's Waukesha. So all of that stuff. But we go into different bars and we hand out beers and we basically celebrate St. Patrick's Day with all of those that are out there having the fun and frivolity. That's kind of like the St. Patrick's Day episode of It's Always Sunny. Could be. Except in the show, they just kidnapped people and took all their money. I think what we do is, uh, you know, I don't know if we go to, you know, some kind of network programming. We bring Ebo. We bring Rowdy. We bring, like, a camera crew to follow us. Uh, The first one to fall down buys the rest of the day, I think. Maybe we do that. I I, I think we can do that. That might not be a bad way to go. Just throwing it out there. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. More than Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show is brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Shop in. They have a lot of great stuff going on right now at Quick Trip. 79-cent bread, delicious fried chicken, the take-home meals. You can use your Quick Rewards card. Continue to earn yourself uh, some discounts. Get some money off. Great stuff. Uh, breakfast sandwiches, burgers, you name it. Pothole pizzas. Going for the coffee. Uh, the great Karuba Coffee, they have everything over there at Quick Trip. It's just a tremendous place to go, and thank God they're here in the state of Wisconsin because, I, I, like I tell you, when you travel, you get outside of the state of Wisconsin, poof, you don't realize what you have till it's gone. Uh, just saying. Uh, let's bring in our guy Bill Huber, Bill Huber SI over there on uh, on Twitter. Uh, he covers the Green Bay Packers as well. Had the column about Aaron Rodgers and what the Packers could possibly receive if they traded him. And, Bill, how you doing, man? I'm great. How about you? I'm good. Uh, Last week, it was interesting because we hit Radio Row last Sunday, and it was nothing but people coming over saying, what the hell's going on with Rodgers? And where is he going to end up? Do I think he's going back with the Packers and such? So you get a chance to talk to a few people as well, and it seems like many people logically are saying it's you got to trade him. It's the time you got to move on. You got to see what you got in Jordan Love and all that kind of stuff. There's the sentimentality factor in all of this, but it's actually what kind of deal you could make and what you would get for him, right? Well, yeah, I think so. You know, unless they're just ready to just move on, then you just you get what you get, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Packers didn't do cartwheels over what they got for Brett Favre, right? So I think there's probably some of that too. If the if when Rodgers comes out of his darkness and he says, "Hey, I, I would like to get traded," you know, the Packers, and I'm sure he's going to give Rodgers will give the Packers a list of team or teams that he's interested in, and you kind of you get what you get there. Um, but you know, I, I did talk to a guy who's super high ranking. He's been involved in these kind of trade talks before, and he thought, you know, like, like the Jets, he thought a first rounder. This year, and if he comes back and plays in 2024, then you get an additional second rounder. Um, and then the Raiders have a top seven pick, and nope, they're not going to get rid of the number seven pick for anybody, probably. He kind of thought they'd go the opposite. You know, they get a second rounder and maybe throw in something else this year, and then a, a conditional pick next year if he plays. So it does seem to be consensus of, of the few people I've talked to that you've got to get multiple picks, but the team that's making the trades probably got to want to push some of that stuff out. So you don't get burned by Rodgers playing one year and then calling it quits, and then you're up a creek by giving up, you know, giving up the ranch for a one-year rental. So there's kind of a lot of things in play there. 
So, uh, you know, and I've said all along that if I'm good against, uh, depending on the situation, what Rodgers wants to do, if he says, hey, look, I'm all in, I want OTAs, I want mini camps, I want to come back, I, I know my career is just about over, I got to run this thing back hard, I'm committed, I'll, I'll you know, make sure that uh, it's a salary cap friendly deal and make some numbers adjusted. Do you turn him down? That's a great question. Um, we don't know what they think of Jordan Love, right? We know what they've right. we, we know what they've said about Jordan Love, um, but what else are they going to say, right? I mean, they weren't going to say, "Well, I don't know." I mean, so right, we we are at the mercy of what they really think about Jordan Love, and if they really if what they said about him all along is true that he's ready to start, then don't you have to make the trade? Don't you have to move on? Because if you you can't ask Jordan Love to be a four year backup. Then you, now you're screwing with the guy's money, right? That's mm-hmm. that's not fair. Right. So you're almost, and I realize there's going to be people who say, "Well, you don't have you don't have to trade him. You don't have to listen to him." Well, yeah, I mean you, you don't, but you know he's represented by one of the biggest agencies in the league, and you you, you don't you don't want to piss off those guys. Um, and then you're over the barrel too. You know, you got the fifth year option, and and what if Rodgers wants to come back in 2024? I mean, not now you've just totally wasted the Jordan Love pick. So. If they really, honestly, God, think he's ready and he can be a, a quarterback that you can win with, I think you just make the trade anyway. But it, it's it's so tough, right? I mean, what has Jordan Love done? I mean, so many Packer fans are basing it on the Philly game where he threw nine passes, right? We, right, we have literally, right. Have, I'm, I'm talking us talking and listening, we have no idea what they really think. I know that a lot is being made of Aaron Jones's comments about, you know, hey, you know, he'll be ready, you know, what have you. I mean, again, what is he going to say? Right. Uh, I know there's, you know that, there's guys in that locker room that uh, they're so far distanced from Aaron Rodgers in, in terms of age. They respect his mad skills, but they also, you know, they kind of lean over and go, hey, that's, you know, that's kind of the guy that works with us. That's our guy. And when he gets a shot, we got his back. So you understand that, too. You get all of that. You're in that yep. locker room. But. I just, uh, you know, it, it's difficult for me if Rodgers wants to go one more time around and he's all in. It would be difficult for me to say, talk to you later. Because in essence, you know you're starting over. The one thing that Brian Gutekind said and was very emphatic about is, yeah, we know what we have in, in, in behind closed doors, but we don't know if he can win. They knew what they had in Rodgers. I mean, we all saw it. Uh, you, you could you could just tell. I mean, even Favre talked about it. And that was one of the things Favre said, why he was kind of distant, because Favre knew he was ready to take his job. So I don't know if if you see that in Jordan Love. So I again, I know it's tough. I know it's a very difficult situation. It's what they can get for him, and I think most people feel that it's a number one, and probably conditional picks if he plays another year or two, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Again, unless it's the Raiders, where again they're picking seventh, and number seven is such a valuable pick. I realize I realize it's only six picks from the Jets at thirteen, but that's worlds apart talent wise, right? right? So I don't think the Raiders would give up number seven. So now you're, you know what the guy I was talking to said, you, 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 you make enough picks where it becomes a one. So that's where you look at the trade value charts. And if you look at the Raiders picks at number seven in the second round and number seven in the third round, that becomes, I want to say, to, and I don't, I'm not looking at my story, I want to say that's the equivalent of number 25 of the first round. So would you give up Rodgers for number 25 of the first round? Is that enough for you? Or do you need more? So, uh, yeah, I would... You're not going. You're not going to give the away. Give away the guy for cheap. Um, look, the guy can still play, right? I know he didn't have a great year last year. How much of it was the thumb? Um, the guy. The guy can. The guy is a really good quarterback. 
I, I was going to ask you about that, Bill, because the last time we doubted him and the Packers doubted him, he came back with a vengeance. I mean, he threw everything into it. He worked on his legs. He worked on everything, came back, and had two back-to-back incredible seasons. I get the sense that anybody doubting him right now, he's ready to come back and and do this with a vengeance. I, I would not put it past him to come back and have this incredible year just because everybody's doubting him right now. Would you? No, not at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm writing a story I'm going to publish here in about a half hour. But, you know, the, the, he's not who he was, right? I mean, he's not the, the guy who would escape the pocket for five seconds and find Jordy Nelson for a 60-yard touchdown. He's, he's not that guy anymore. You know, his arm's probably not as good. Um, but he's he's still, I, I would say, you know, in the scout I talked to, too, he's, he's probably at least above average as far as pocket movement, not flat out scrambling, but as far as moving in the pocket, he's probably at least above average. He can still make all the throws. He's seen everything. He's done everything. And Rodgers with the chip on his shoulder is pretty good. So, yeah, I would, yeah, I wouldn't put anything past him. Right? Is he going to unseat Mahomes for MVP? You know, maybe those days are past him. Um, but yeah, he's a he's still Aaron Rodgers, right? Which is why teams will try to make a trade for him. You know, like you know, ESPN reported the Jets have inquired already, right? Right. He's still Aaron Rodgers, and teams understand that that regardless of what you saw in film, he's still better than most of the league. Uh, I want to go to the inquiry part. You just mentioned that uh, people are talking about it, and it seems like it's some kind of headline. The Packers are shopping and. And all I said was, we don't inquiring. It could be a phone call saying, "Hey, Brian, how you doing today? Heard anything from Aaron? No, talk to you later." I, we don't know what it is. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors right now, do we? No, but it, because it's the Jets, the dots are just so ridiculously easy to connect, right? I mean, Woody Johnson and their owners made absolutely no secret about that. I mean, they're going to get a veteran quarterback. They're not going to try to get a veteran quarterback. They're they're going to get a veteran quarterback. He said it twice. Robert Salas said it. Obviously. Hackett here adds, adds to that. So um, if it was any other team, I could probably go with you on that one, Bill, but it's the Jets. I would assume that they have reached out and say, hey, is Aaron available? If Aaron wants to come back, would you at least be interested in talking? I would, I would think that happened. Give me your thoughts on where he actually ends up. What actually happens by the time it's all said and done? I got my thoughts, but you give me your thoughts. Yeah, Jets. Again, the dots are just so easy to connect, and I, I think Green Bay is probably ready to move on. Um, look, the guy's angered enough fans, um, whether it's COVID, whether it's skipping off-season practices, um, whether it's going on McAfee every week, dragging it all out. I think there's enough fans here that will be happy for him to go that the franchise has enough cover. Like a couple years ago, if you had traded him, you'd have gotten crucified for it. Right. Um, but I, I think the dynamic here is different, and – um, I'm going to say that I believe the Packers and they think Jordan Love is ready. And if you're not, gonna, if you're not going to make the move now, you might as well trade Jordan Love and start all over again. So I would say yes, they're going to trade him to the Jets. Um, I, now I, I wanted to go to the fatigue portion of it. I, I I think you're right. Let me ask you this: Had he played really well this year, do you think it's a different story? Of course, right. I mean, look at the bottom line business, right? Right. The only the only thing that matters is winning football games and. If you're not putting up, if you're not winning games, at least you're putting up numbers to put yourself in, in position to win games. And he didn't do it this year. Um, in a winner go home game against Detroit in Week 18, we, we all know how he played. We know how the game ended. It was a lot like winner go home against the 49ers the year before that, right? Um, yeah, if he comes through, if he wins that game and he comes through in the clutch and he 
and he plays like the Aaron Rodgers that everybody expected, none of this other stuff matters. Which is why, which is why last offseason they gave him this ridiculous contract, right? Mm-hmm. Because it didn't matter. He was the back-to-back MVP, um, allegedly back-to-back 13-win seasons, so none, none of the other stuff mattered. Now I think it does matter because he, he didn't play well and the team didn't play well. Do you think because of what we've seen the last three years, uh, obviously against Tampa Bay, then against San Francisco, and then uh, against uh, Detroit this past season, do you think that – because I know there's a lot of people questioning even if he has the ability now to win the big game. Yeah, I don't, I just wonder how much – is, is he in his own head in those moments? Does he want to win it so badly? And for people who don't think he wants to win, you're, you're all nuts, right? Um, I've got, I remember sitting here at his locker – um, and OTAs in 2011 for a background ran Packer Report magazine. I did a magazine cover. So I mean, even he knew back then that a lot of quarterbacks had won one, but not many won two, right? I mean, right. I just I just wonder how much of that is him in those big moments because he just wants to win it so bad that he just doesn't play to that level. I think it matters, right? I mean, nothing else matters than winning football games. And if, and if, if the quarterback hasn't been good enough, and look, you can excuse away – 2014 and 15, some of these other playoff performances, but you can't excuse away some of these recent ones, right? A lot of, a lot of right. it, not all of it, but a lot of it falls on him. And if you're going to go kind of all in like they did this offseason and you actually backtrack and, you, and, you, and in that do-or-die game you don't get it done, I mean, what are we doing here, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. I, I go back to the game against Tampa Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones fumbles. It took the air, you know, right out of the, the balloon. And then, obviously, the end of the game just looked horrific and trying to go to Devontae when others were open. That was very eye-opening. Then the following year against San Francisco, and again, Mercedes Lewis fumbles. They don't have a response. It seems like the uh, part of that, I believe, I'll go with coaching. When you just take the wind out of somebody's sails and have the ability to pump the balloon back up, there's something innately wrong there. It's like if it doesn't go as planned, they don't have a plan B sometimes. So that that I'll go with the coaching aspect. But I agree with you that you know watching him get beat up uh, behind an offensive line that had just come back, the unwillingness for Matt LaFleur to change. Maybe it wasn't all on Rodgers and the special team sucked, but he had his moments there as well. And then this past year was just bad. I, I don't, I, you know, it was just an ugly game against Detroit. And Detroit came in more ferocious. And you talk about a guy that's supposed to be the team leader. You, you look at, you know, insp- not that he's a rah-rah guy, but he was more vocal this year. Everybody admits that. But, you know, I've said all along, who's that guy? Who's that guy that gathers everything? Because it was Charles Woodson. Who was that guy that's going to lead this team that steps forward and says, not only can I walk the walk, but I'm going to scream at you to follow me? Who's that guy on this team, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, that being said, it's about, don't you, if you just make a play, right, that changes right. everything. You just got to make a play to get that momentum flipped, and it just never happened. Do you need someone yelling and or having inspirational speeches? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it helps, maybe not, but you just need someone to make a play. Charles Woodson made those plays, right, and – in the right. 2010, in 2010 Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers made those plays, and he's made a bunch of them. You know, 2016 at Dallas in those playoffs. I mean, he was unbelievable. Um, but at some point, you, you, you're the guys who you are paying big money to make plays, and that's not just Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you, you know, Aaron Jones, and you can pick other guys in the roster. Those guys have just got to make a play in those moments, and then just didn't happen. And some of that is coaching, you know. But some of it's some of it's the players too. A, yeah, man, no, I agree. The this, this team is going to be quite something, isn't it? And the supporting cast. Uh, you know, if uh, they, there always seems to be a, a lack, 
somewhere. And, and you know, I mean, I know, look, Jordan Love's not going to sign for $200 million. Don't get me wrong, but he's still going to make some money and he's not going to make a ton. But you at least you can take uh, a step back and fortify some of the areas that have been lacking if indeed Jordan Love's the real deal. But I... I just think sometimes you're always missing a piece. There's there's just a piece or two that's missing, and it seems to be we all know in, in football they're going to attack your weakest link. And if you don't have something that, at least of strength to overcome stuff like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna be a champion ultimately when it when it's all said and done. And you know you go back to when Rodgers did win a championship, he had five, six, seven wide receivers on that team, all capable of being starters on many other teams. You know, it was unbelievable. In 2011, I was, that's not you're talking about, but 2011, Randall Cobb was their fifth receiver. Remember, right. he was a rookie back then. He was their number five receiver. Yep. Um, Alan Lazar was their number one this year. Yeah, that wasn't going to get it done. I knew that going into the season. This whole talk about, well, he's a great route runner, and he's dependable, and yeah, yada, yada, yada. It, that, that's not going to happen. There is nothing. I don't mean to be an ass, but there is nothing dynamic about Alan Lazard. He's just a solid route runner. He's not a great leaper. He's not great speed. He's not, you know, he's sure hands when he gets the football, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to break it over the top. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be very elusive. There's none of that. He needs another, you know, guy or two or three alongside to make him a guy that's going to become more reliable. And they just don't have that right now unless Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs develop incredibly quick and you get somebody else to come in as a wide receiver and then you're able to draft an actual pass-catching tight end. Then it becomes more dynamic almost immediately. Real quick before I let you go, if I'm Rodgers, I want to win a Super Bowl. What gives me the best chance to do that? Jets. I think the Jets do. Okay. I, think I think there are probably too many holes here, and the salary cap isn't going to help them out. I mean, they're, they're going to be swimming upstream just to keep this group together. Um, man, the Jets are good. They just don't have a quarterback. Hey, Bill, uh, and I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm going so long, but i, I got to ask you. Roger said at the end of the season, well, it's not about the money. Did anybody ever ask him, well, if it wasn't about the money, why'd you take such a big contract? Um, yeah, no, I, I never did. Um, okay. I, just think you're, I, I think as a player you're supposed to take the most money you can because that's, um, that's good for everybody else in the league, not your team per se, but it's good for the, everybody else like um, – you know, franchise tags, um, those, those kind, of, those kind of player tags are all, are all based on average salaries. So, the more um, Aaron Rodgers takes, the more money the rest of the quarterbacks makes. So I, I think that's part of it. Um, I just look. I would never take less money. Why the hell should I? And he can talk. You know, in speaking of money, he can talk about restructuring his contract. There's no money to restructure in this. They can add one void year to his contract, and that's going to save like two and a half million dollars against the cap. So when he was talking about restructuring his contract, I don't think he had any idea what he was talking about. There's, there's right. no money. To, he, he's already making the minimum salary. There's 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 nothing left. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just don't know what they could do unless they started extending years out or something like that. I, you know, you're not going to do you that. Can't, you so can't, I, you, well, yeah, you can only prorate the bonus money over five years, which is there's, so. There's only one more year of contract left. Mm-hmm. So that, that's. To my knowledge, and I am not the world's foremost authority on, on the cap. I've talked to enough people um, who know a bunch about it. I don't think there's anything he can do like to get significant money. I mean, $2.5 million is a chump change, but it's not $15 million, you know? Right, right. Bill, great stuff, bud. I'm sure when uh, he emerges from the darkness, we'll all be talking about it. Hope it happens soon.
<laughs> All right, bud. Talk to you later. I do, too. Uh, 877-867-1670. That was Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated. Go to Bill Huber SI over on uh, over on Twitter. You can follow his stuff there. That's Bill Huber SI. And uh, you can follow him. A really good article about Rodgers and talking with some other you know, representatives in the league who had a thought on what you could possibly get for him and what could possibly happen by the time it's all said and done. So we'll now uh, we'll now sit back and wait like everybody else. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. If you're out there traveling around Lake Country, Curly's Waterfront, Sunset, Sunset Grill has some uh, karaoke and bingo going on. But uh, Curly's Waterfront, they've got good stuff coming up this weekend. They have raffles. They have tickets to give away, Admiral's tickets, Bucks tickets. Uh, they'll have some Brewers tickets coming up for the season. There's always something good going on at a Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, the home of the Pig Porker Sandwich. Pig Porker. Check it out. That is Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill in Pewaukee Lake. Tom Brady has weighed in on Aaron Rodgers. We'll tell you what he said coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.